Oh, the players this time are frightful. Being evil is so delightful. And since we no place to go, start the show, start the show, start the show. and things that go boo then buckle up listener cause this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast Special episode today, not a part of our uh, normal routine. We're going to be doing a holiday evil interlude. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho is right. I see at least four hoes around the table. Yeah, we're all on the naughty list. (laughs) Well, you know, Griffin, I appreciate you putting me out of that circle and putting yourself into it. That's very big of you. Got me. (laughs) So, guys, once again... You know, we we really got to start mixing it up and having everybody drink a different drink because right now we're doing it again. We're all drinking the same goddamn thing. Haley, we're all going to say it at the same time. Well, again? I was going to have Haley explain what's in it because she made it. So, Haley, we're drinking this jingle juice. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, a special concoction. What's in this sucker? Um, A lot of vodka, a lot of champagne. Some Grand Mariner, which is orange liqueur. Um, or orange liquor, but it, it's, it's a Harlequin is the brand. Well, I mean, if you it's were going to pronounce it right, it's Grammaray. Sorry, mm, sorry. Not a big deal. <laughs> Excuse me, it's Grammaray. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't know. But either way, so it's orange uh, liquor. It's like same percentage as vodka. So a lot of, a lot of alcohol. Yep. Is there anything besides <laughs> the alcohol in here or did Emily make it? Uh, well, I made it, so it's like 60% alcohol with um, a bit of citrus juices, uh, like orange, Yeah, lemon, I taste those. Lime. It's very pulpy. They're fresh. It is fresh. I can't knock that. Why does everybody hate on orange juice with pulp? I, don't I know. enjoy it. That's the best. I enjoy uh, It's going to be divisive. I'm not... Steven. <sighs> That's a jingle juice, Griffin. Thanks, Steve. Welcome. You know, that's a great transition because, Griffin, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's okay. That's not because gonna play that's well a, listeners at home. That's a jingle juice as well. I saw you drink it, so I believe it. <laughs> we all have jingle juice. <laughs> hey, guys, it's jingle juice all around. Uh, I think we actually we did a Twitter poll for this one, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, vote next time. You can have us drink. Almost uh, whatever you guys want, as long as you guys vote it to the top. Yeah, make Emily drink flaming gasoline shots. Yeah. Oh. So Twitter users at home, this is your fault. <laughs> We're so, going to get wrecked. I'm sorry. Uh, well, well yeah. next time it'll be just pure 151. <laughs> 151. Just or grain alcohol, whatever. I 151 reasons to stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe 151 was a special request by someone. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I asked right in vote. You like I remember. There that. was there was one time and never again. Yeah, maybe. No more I don't know. Depends. Depends on how high the Twitter poll is. But 
We'll see. No, we only talk about that kind of stuff on the special, uh, on the bonus show, Hideous Liquor Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Hideous Liquor <laughs> Podcast. The Hideous Liquor Consumption Podcast. So, guys, happy holidays. We're going into another evil interlude. Back by popular demand, we're getting back into Edward Turner, Nana Opal, Dr. Vivian Malice, and Saw Moon Isle. What's their story? What are they doing? So, why don't we start off with where we left off in the last evil interlude. You guys faced this eldritch horror on the shore, and the rest of the Whispering Way were kind of scattering. They maybe didn't expect this kind of foe to come out of the water, or they didn't expect it to immediately start attacking them. The four of you fought this foe valiantly. In fact, you all survived. However, you were not able to kill this creature. It waded back into the waves and disappeared. But you're all alive. You're all almost heroes of the Whispering Way, although you weren't even members moments before you accomplished this feat. And I think word within the Whispering Way probably spreads of your accomplishments. Where we're going to pick back up, we were in Lamashan, October. We are now in Kathona, December. So near the beginning of Kathona, it's, it's right around when winter starts to take hold of Galarian. It's gotten colder. You maybe see a bunch of frost on the grass, light snowfall, that kind of thing. People are gearing up for various holidays that occur during Kathona. So what I want to know is you guys have, your characters have had two months to kind of be themselves in Ustalav if they weren't already. What are your character? What have your characters been doing? And you all know I leveled you up to level six for this special shindig. So, what did your characters get from level five to level six? Uh, why don't we start with Steve and go around the table? Sure. Yeah. So uh, we all talked about this earlier uh, before before recording, and although. In those in the in those months between you know October to December, although we kind of paired off as characters, the four of us all sort of stayed in contact. So I'll leave uh, the uh, obviously I'll leave the Edward Turner and Vivian Malice story to Brooks and Emily, but Nana Opal and Saw kind of paired off. Okay, um, probably could have guessed that from from last from your addiction to morphine cookies. Yeah, no, pretty much. I wouldn't guess that. Um... Saw has a problem. Anyway. Um, so basically saw has moved in with Nana Opal and is living That's at bold her place. Step. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bold step, but he's living at her place because he's always been looking for, you know, uh, some, some sort of motherly figure in his life or grandmotherly figure in this case. And he thinks he's found that, um, leveling up from level five to level six. I won't bore you guys with all the, 
the the fun like skill points and stuff but i do unlock another rage power so when saw becomes a tiger as you guys at home already know um he's a tiger that has giant devil horns but now he's a tiger with giant devil horns and like thorny needly spikes all over his body and basically when somebody attacks him in melee they automatically get a d6 of piercing damage is that just natural weapons or is that it is i want to read it specifically it's not though all right anyone striking the barbarian with a melee weapon an unarmed strike or a natural weapon Oh, really? Yeah. And it doesn't have any verbiage in there on, like, reach weapons or anything? It doesn't, but I feel no, like... No, no, no. I think I think the way that works, then, is that, like, these spikes are almost exploding off of Saw. That's metal. Like, yeah, I, think I, I, didn't even, I didn't even them. think about reach. I would, I would have assumed that him, reach doesn't. But, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I would normally assume reach doesn't, but usually in the in the text of the rule, it'll say, like, using a reach weapon bypasses this damage. Or that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm a tiger with devil horns covered in spikes. And when people hit me, the spikes just like fracture off and shoot out like shrapnel. That's... I, didn't, I didn't think becoming a porcupine would be so metal, but it does sound pretty fucking metal. Absolutely. So why don't we move on to Mr. Turner. Ed Turner. What has he been doing? Um, I think I'll start off with the leveling up okay. uh, for for him because it's very easy he really didn't he got a few more channels didn't do a whole much like per the cleric uh leveling up which is i guess um should have got a base attack bonus (laughs) (laughs) Mm, yeah on your saves a little bit Mm. (laughs) yep that's so that's pretty much about it uh he's done some shopping uh got some shiny black matte armor which is a uh, plus one, which is nice. Uh, oh, do you mind if I pause you for a second, Brooks? Uh, I just wanted to explain to the listeners, because these guys are are kind of characters that aren't following an adventure path, I'm actually giving them wealth by level. So when he says he went shopping, they, there is like a gold disparity between level five and level six that I let them basically all have. I just wanted to explain that. So go ahead. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. You don't <laughs> just, I mean, we, I bought we, some stuff. We try to make it so that it's not just randomly appearing in our in our hands, even though in this case it is. Hey, but, man. So, anyways, uh, a couple more uh, pearls of power, some new spells, but overall pretty basic in like or I guess vanilla on his level up. But his backstory, what he's been doing. I think is super interesting because back in the town of Marion Lee, Mr. Turner and Dr. Vivian Malice have returned back to Marion Lee. Oh, where they just slaughtered like 50 people? Exactly. Nice. And he has uh, befriended a... A few of the council members, and they have uh, commandeered a nice household in the city, and uh, they are prominent members in the community. In He's that community leader, absolutely. Nice. And in fact, 
so much so that uh, they they decided to bring about a new celebration in town, the Day of the Lamb. And there isn't too much, uh, I guess, metaphor that goes on there, but it is a, you guessed it, sacrificial holiday. And Oh, wait, this... sacrificial lamb? I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty deep on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so it... It's very nice. Uh, the town is extremely happy to have a lamb chosen from the townsfolk. And that townsperson is a guiding soul to Phrasma that is so, so beautiful to <laughs> Brooks you're not in character so <laughs> oh, okay. All right. you're explaining it God he like it. devolved into weirdness didn't he he like God. started getting slower and more more father turning <laughs> <laughs> but yes so this uh, this sacrificial lamb is very much so a part of this community and it's uh you know, uh, I think it's a biannual holiday, which is so they sacrifice nice. two people a year. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, it's now it, a thing. <laughs> I mean, in this town that has had this horrible catastrophe. Uh, you know, we lost fifty people. What's two more per year? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think what's important is that the uh, sacrificial lamb gets to see behind the curtain and be. Ever so divine in what they are able to do in the afterlife. So he's whispering sweet nothings into the sacrificial lamb's ear and saying like, oh, you're going to get all this shit in the afterlife and then just lopping off their head. Oh, well, I think think the rest he leaves up to Dr. Vivian. Oh, well, we'll hear about that in a minute. But first, I want to take a pit stop at Haley and Nana Opal. Nana Opal, what's she been doing, and what'd she get at level six? Well, now that Saw has moved in, she has been able to fix up her house to what she's always wanted to be. Uh, Is it made of gingerbread? It's still gingerbread, isn't it? I mean- Was it gingerbread before? It was. I don't know if we talked about her house in the last episode. It was not gingerbread before. Is it now? Uh, No, but it has definitely some- some inklings of like what sh- what kind of cooking is going on inside. So on the outside, it looks almost like it could be a gingerbread house without actually being a gingerbread house because that will literally crumble to dust. So no. But this is a fantasy world, Haley. Excuse if you want me? a gingerbread house, you can definitely have a gingerbread house. At level twelve, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Um, I think after I'm allowed to cook people, then I can get gingerbread house, but I can't cook people yet. So anyways, um, <laughs> As far as, like, that's what we've been spending our time doing. And, and Nana Opal would host a uh, probably every other week Sunday dinner for Dr. Vivid and Saw so that we could all keep in contact. And then- Well, you know, you know, like, Moraine Lee, where, where is um, Nana Opal's house? Um, it is just south of Lapistat in Cortand. Yeah, so she knows, like, with, you know... The modes of travel available, the six level characters, they probably 
can get there and do the dinner thing. Yeah, that's why it's only every other week, though, instead of every week. But anyway, so she's she's slowly trying to teach everyone uh, the proper way to be um, adults and manners. Which side did the force go on? Yes, exactly. And No, I, I was asking. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on the right? <laughs> anyway. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she would have been spending her time doing, uh, just kind of generally mothering Saw and the group as a whole. Okay. Let's see. So, things that I got. I got more spells. That's always fun. I got more cookies with higher will saves needed. Now, tell me, you guys didn't get a new level spell, you ninth level casters. No, I have, I didn't a, think you I did. have more level three and level two right. spells. Gotcha. That's correct as well with the cleric. And then I also got another hex. Oh, great. I'm sure that, that'll be good for so, me. So, just as like, I don't know, heads up, I'm... I'm at, like, a lot of hexes right now. Hexes are... Uh, sorry, I wore hex-resistant armor on all my enemies in this scene. In this <laughs> I have part. something for that. Uh, but I'm also, up to they like also have hex-resistant hex girdles that they wear underneath, so you got to get through two levels of hex-resistance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Game but, over. Oh, uh, wait, uh, they, they, don't deal, they don't get dealt damage from natural weapons. Sorry, so... Uh, ooh, they're immune to will save, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're mindless, yeah. Yeah, either way, I'm I'm up to like uh, I don't know seven or eight hexes. Awesome! And yeah. I can make a whole dozen cookies now. Do you uh, do you mind disclosing now that you know I have the entire adventure prepped? Uh, what what extra hex you got? No. You won't tell me now. Ooh, wow, that's that's, that's cold blooded. That's, that's a dirty move. To that's cold blooded. I move. won't. I won't tell you. That's rude. But I will say, um, I'm I've also been experimenting with. Uh, putting different things in the cookies. Yeah, that's that's cool. Much to the uh, benefit or detriment, depending on the data saw's day to day health. Uh, yes, <laughs> saw is the official tester. I always just let him know that it's a morphine cookie, whether it is or not. Saw's a sick looking boy. <laughs> he eats yeah. too many cookies. No, he looks probably overfed. <laughs> <laughs> Over. So he went from yeah. his lanky six foot three, like 160 pounds, to like 180 pounds. He honestly might be bulkier now because he's been eating nonstop because she's probably been cooking for him and making him do housework and fix her house all the time. He's probably gotten some bulk. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, even though that I described Saw as like a pretty wiry guy, um, kind of like myself, weird. Whoa! Saw has like crazy strength and con. So yeah, as he's as you know, we talked earlier about yeah, weird. Saw moved in and uh, Nana Opal's house is all fixed up now. But like yeah, all those calories probably just turned to like muscle. But he still looks very sick. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger's pale. I didn't know a tiger could be pale. (laughs) That's hot though. That's hot. First, pretty patchy. All right, Dr. Vivian Malice. I want to hear what's going on with Dr. Viv. She has been pretty busy with her research. Ooh. As the it's most never good, the, <laughs> most, <laughs> the most mentally sound character on our show. Yeah, with Edward's help, she has gotten a few new subjects. So she was able to take the work and the data that was generated uh, back in Moraine Lee with all of the children that were sacrificed. Uh, So she was able to do some background research, track some of their uh, relatives and 
just fill up that Fuck, research we're ancestry.coming this <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh uh, we killed your child so we're gonna move up the up the ancestry line kill your mom dad yeah i mean i have to figure out what the genetic traits are that go through uh, gotta make sure i control everything and we definitely wanted puppy. to uh we definitely wanted to track the uh the mourning process of everyone that was impacted Dr. Viv, if I cut a smile into your <laughs> face, does that mean you continue to smile even through the grieving process? Uh, she might try that next time. So what did uh, what did Dr. Viv get? So she also did quite a bit of research and she figured out some more alchemical discoveries as well. So she made one major discovery breakthrough. She now can uh, do infusions for her spells. So what'd she, she figure out that let her do that? So she found out that if she adds a little bit of blood at the right time, she puts just a little bit of extra magic into them uh, when she makes her potions, and uh, she can then allow others to take them instead of them only affecting herself. She can give them to somebody else, and the effect will still happen. It's interesting. It's disgustingly well thought out. I love Very the awesome. fact that this is like discovery, breakthrough, like normally extremely great like scientific terms but in this case it is so evil like <laughs> and there is so she many made a couple like, breakthroughs subjects. she realized she could use small children as puppets if she pulled on their dead tendons <laughs> so many things still Slinks. left to learn okay uh, she also did some work with poisons too so now she can add poisons to weapons as a swift action in oh, battle sick. Which will nice. be pretty nice. And she does a little bit more sneak attack damage. So feeling a little stronger. Damn, level six was a big one for you. It was. Yeah. yeah it was Weirdly enough. It was really yeah. Because it wasn't really huge for anyone else. I mean, it, if, for casters, it's mainly like, here's a couple more spells. Here's a, you know, for you even, it saw it wasn't really, I mean, a rage power a compared to like, Extra sneak dice, extra discovery. Oh, no, yeah, extra, what, you know, what, what I got pales in comparison to, to the alchemist, but, I, you know, there were a couple other things I didn't mention. My uh, trap senses went up from one to two, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, another yeah. two? <laughs> so, uh... So we're still going to use Dr. Viv for that, probably. Yep. Great. Still staying in the middle. So, guys, why don't we get right into it? Even though we took all that time to figure out what everyone what everyone was doing for the past two months. Let's get into it. You guys, as characters, have been doing what you've been doing for the past two months. Now, you've gotten sporadic correspondence from a Mr. Aaron Vrood. He's been kind of touching base with you guys. But you can see that he's kind of like veiling. You can tell as you read his letters, he's he's holding back on what the Whispering Way is actually doing. And you're not really sure why. I think all of you had anticipated that you would be full members of the Way after finding Antrellis and his wife and bringing them to the ritual, basically in the last evil interlude. But it seems like Aaron isn't being 100% genuine with you guys in the letters. And I think over, over the course of the two months, you can, you know, you don't really tell at first, but you can start to tell. Then, at the beginning of Cathona, you each get an urgent letter. 
from Oren. Two letters come to Nana Opal's gingerbread estate, and the other two are basically addressed to the postmaster in Moraine Lee, who delivers them to Mr. Turner and Dr. Viv. The letters are explaining a huge opportunity for the way. Aaron has signed each of these letters and he writes them to each of you. Because you are two and two and you're together, you can kind of see that the leather letters relatively say the same things. But the letters say that the Whispering Way has been under duress since the incident with the Nethalgu, which you guys dealt with. He says many of their plans that they have put into motion because of your ability to capture Aaron or to capture Antrellis and his wife have been unable to develop because of an interloper. This interloper's name is known to Aaron. Her name is Jasmine Phoenix. He knows this woman has been killing members of the Whispering Way on sight. She knows who they are, she knows what she's dealing with, and she deals with them with a swift efficiency that Arn has never seen before. The opportunity arises because the four of you have not been given a single Whispering Way assignment yet. You are full members, but your experience with the Whispering Way ended with the ritual. He knows that the four of you are relatively unknown outside of the Whispering Way, and he thinks that the four of you could be used to infiltrate whatever organization Jasmine Phoenix is working for. He beckons you again to his shack in Virlik. You know that it's about two days' journey. And he hopes that you can get there as soon as possible. And that's where I'll start you off. All right, so are we going to move in pairs or maybe does it make more sense for the four of us to get together and talk about this before we all head out together? I have a feeling that like probably between the letters or I guess, yeah, probably between the letters that we've been receiving and the le- the last letter that we received, it's probably possible that a dinner was had in between. Okay. And so, I think meeting up beforehand would probably end up just being like, hey, you're a ride's, a ride's away. Why don't we say that um, the letter arrived the night before your normal dinner with Nana Opa and Saul, Ed and Viv. So maybe you do that dinner and then are planning to head to Virlik 
the basically the following morning, you guys arrive at the gingerbread house and realize that your friends have these letters. And so, so when you guys arrive, Saw opens up the door and this, I mean, this, this would probably be familiar to you guys now, but Saw is dressed very differently than when you first met him. Um, so, so before he was just wearing like old, ragged, tattered pirates rags, essentially, uh, essentially. But now, I see you giving me that look. Essentially, <laughs> shut up. Um, but now he's wearing essentially like comparatively battered garments, but they're like fancy, if that makes any sort of sense. So he's wearing like slacks and like a long sleeve white button up t shirt. Or uh, I, I'm like, Henley. like, yeah, like a Henley, but like, so it's, it's, it's fancier clothes, but they're still beat up because he's a disgusting tiefling who doesn't like take care of his stuff, even though Nana Opal puts him in fancy clothes or at least like, I can't believe you're clothes. letting fucking Nana Opal dress you up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Speaking of Nana Opal dressing him up, he also has a, uh, a knit cap on that, that was, that was, that was, that was made by her. Perfect. He doesn't want to wear it. So, <laughs> Mr. Turner and Dr. Viv arrive. <laughs> this cage cat. <laughs> she makes him wear a hat. <laughs> She's wearing like pretty girl bows. Yeah. Do you have like the little booties on your feet? Like he can't walk. Now, he can't them around. now I'm wearing them. <laughs> As a tiger, he just slips around on the ground. He's got the kitten mittens going on. Yeah. So, so Dr. Viv and Mr. Turner arrive and they greet Saw. Because I imagine Saw opens the door, right? Hello, Ed. Oh, Vivian, today is going to be a good day. Oh, why do you say that? I say it every morning. <laughs> I say it every morning before my morning cookie. Today is going to be a good day. I always tell him it's good to be positive in the morning. You hear Nana Opal kind of yell from the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) This is quite a joyous day indeed, Vivian. We have been summoned. And I think that can only mean one thing. More people to greet. Grotus and Phresma in the end. Oh, I'll make sure to pack all of my journals. Nana read me the letter last night, and yes, it certainly appears that sickness is in season. I tucked him into bed and read the letter is all I'm picturing. <laughs> it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, um. So you're realizing you all got the same letter. I saw it has it has been two weeks, but I do have to admit your wild side has has been a bit lesser than than normal. Yeah, it's been about five days since the last incident we've had. It's been pretty good. And I don't know about you, Ed, but I'm admitting now that I, 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 I have a problem. I saw, I, 
I do see that the the cookies and the the pain do do seem to strain you much, but I do believe this is the time that Nana Opal and yourself can branch out into a more dangerous way. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I can come with, but I, 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 I got it. I, I have a problem and we'll, it, it, I, I have a problem. Nana, can I let them in? <laughs> of course, of course. Come on in. Come on, come on, guys. Come on, come on. The, sit down, sit down, sit down. I saw. Ed, Ed, can, I, uh, can I take your coat? I very much appreciate this. This is the type of treatment we get back home, but to be honest, we we are merely among friends here. Let, let, let me take your coat. I'll take your coat. Very well. It's you. only polite to properly host Saw. Thank you. Thank you. As you take- he smiles to himself <laughs> when he hears thank you. As you take Vivian's coat, um, and like she doesn't have long sleeves on, you can see rings of cuts up her arms that as she's been practicing her uh, her spells and her potions to get it right. Do you cut uh, your arm in a circle? Not not a full circle around, but like they're very meticulous cuts up her arm. What? That's badass. Whoa, Doc, that's fun. He almost drops the F-bomb. <laughs> he looks over real quick to Nana Opal. Yeah, she's just giving you borderline evil eye. Let, let me take your coats. And he takes the coats and puts them in the, in the bedroom. Very well, Nana. I, I do have to comment this this behavior. Are you sure that he's able to release from time to time. Do you mean his incidents? Because he hasn't had one in five days. And we haven't needed it. Well, I'm just hoping that he hasn't lost touch. As long as we are all, say, focused on the task at hand, we... We do really need to prove ourselves and bring more to the gates. Anything for my dear Tar, I'm sure Saul won't have a problem doing. It seems a bit like you know exactly what he's going to do before he does it. And at this point, Saw's back, or he he just walks in, and it's like when you're all talking about somebody at a party, and then they like walk into the room, and it's like it's kind of awkward, and you're pretending like you're talking about something else. So I think you guys sit down to a nice dinner, and I think Mr. Turner probably blesses the dinner because he knows that. Any face-to-face meeting with Arin means a subsequent face-to-face meeting with death. He's learned that from the prior experiences you've all had. What does Ed say? 
I think this is quite a quite a joyous time, and it almost couldn't come at a better time. Right after the day of the Lamb, it's time to meet Orin, and I think I think we all know what this means, and I bless this meal that we are about to have because we know that it will sustain us through our great journey that will bring others to our great cause in the whispering way. And he says this, and you all dig into dinner. And I think Nana Opal likely has extra rooms in this gingerbread-esque house. Saws built me an add-on. (laughs) <laughs> Three season porch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where I got all my experience points. Oh, yeah. Level yeah. Six. <laughs> Just building up the house, the houses, professional nice. carpentry. <laughs> so I think Doctor Viv and Mister Turner stay the night with the intention of everybody leaving for Viralik in the morning. For sure, I think we would stay in the same room. In fact, oh. in separate beds. Mm. <laughs> Bird. I don't know. I think we need a canon answer right now. If you guys are on the nice or naughty list, <laughs> getting cold this year. I don't think Nana Opa would allow them to sleep in the same room she and not in separate beds. <laughs> 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 you guys are not married. <laughs> and, if, and, if, and if we're and if we're talking about sleeping arrangements, Nana Opal has like a big queen or king size mattress, and like saw sleeps basically on the floor at the foot of it. Despite the add-on. Yeah, despite the (laughs) add-on. That's fucking weird. So. It's a healthy relationship. You all wake up in the morning and you head out to Viralik. The journey to Viralik is relatively uneventful. You're unknown on the road. People you pass don't seem to give you a second glance. But you remember this feeling. The second you step into the boundary of Viralik, you again feel that dread, that foreboding feeling that, that almost excites each of you as members of the Whispering Way. You feel Tarbafon's influence spread across this region. Though he may not be in power currently, you feel tendrils of the force behind that man. And you can see it in the environment. It's all gray. And you head down the path and you take the first turn and it becomes gravel and you see the same shack. You see the scarecrows in front of it. But as you walk forward, they don't animate. And you enter the door, and you see a familiar man. Although, he looks a bit more gaunt, a bit more dangerous. He's still wearing all black. He still looks relatively hairless. But he smiles at you, and you can see rows of fangs in his mouth, in his eyes. They're not the same brown that you remember but a blood red. 
and he greets each of you. Hello, my friends. So good to see you again. So sorry it's been so long, but I've been saving the four of you for something relatively special. Hel- hello, Orin. Today is going to be a good day. Don't interrupt. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, fuck. Uh, so, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he stares at Saw, and I need Saw to make a will save. Oh, good thing that it's my will save is great. Just kidding, I'm a barbarian. It's garbage. Nine total. Saw can't feel his limbs. He feels so numb in the moment. He's unable to control his arms or his legs or his mouth. All he can do is think as he stands there behind the rest of the group as if Arryn silenced him. And Arryn begins to speak. Do you promise you'll be quiet? Because what I have to say is relatively important, Saw. And I wouldn't want to walk you off a cliff, now would I? What does Saw think? Well, there's like a stream of consciousness in Saw's thoughts. They're like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. God damn it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. He's because he's been conditioned over the last few months that <laughs> screwing up is terrible. And I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. So, no, he's if if someone displays that like authoritarian. Don't you dare talk when I'm speaking towards him like that's it. So I think Aaron picks up on this. And Saw can feel that he can move his his own hands. And Aaron continues. I have a very particular mission for the four of you. Again, I've been saving each of you. I, I don't want you known to enemies of the way. But greenhorns such as the four of you are... Well suited to this task. I need you to attend a party for me. Now, there has been, as I said in my letter, some interference, you could call it, with our plans. A woman by the name of Jasmine Phoenix has meddled for too long in our important work. I need the four of you to gain information on this woman. I need you to find out where she lives, find out who she's friends with, and find out if she's spreading this information to a larger degree. Do you think you might be up to a task such as this? Or should I walk you off of a cliff like Saw? So was vigorously shaking his head no. Does this mean that 
you want her alive. Edward, I'll tell you what. I know your strange proclivities with Grotus. I wish I could get you to move on from that feeling and into the world of the undead. But I love your ambition. And if the world were to end, it would end better if it ended here with what I'm about to tell you. I need the four of you to be covert. You're going to a party for a man by the name of Horace Croon. <laughs> yeah, but This man, on the 11th of Cathona, performs his annual Ascension Day celebration with all of his friends, of which Jasmine is one. I believe Jasmine is using this as a secret meeting to spread information on the way. I have, through a network of contacts, secured invitations to said party. Four, because I was planning on having the four of you attend. Reason being, they shouldn't know any of you. But, and he pulls out this stack of blood-stained letters... And he says, reasonable sacrifices were made to make sure these are authentic. I have letters signed by me. I am known to this organization. Letters signed by me that contain information on the movements of the Whispering Way. I want the four of you to... Give this information to the enemy. Because this information is false. And it will lead to their demise. I have a contact who wishes to remain unnamed. That will not be in attendance. He secured the invitations. And greased the wheels, so to speak. Jasmine is looking for the four of you as adventurers that manage to gain valuable information on the way. I think with this falsehood in place, we may be in a beneficial position to learn everything we can about her and strike when whatever company she keeps is at the weakest. Do you agree? I always enjoy a good research assignment. I am ready to lurk. <laughs> oh, Doctor, you make me so happy. I very much so agree with Doctor Vivian. I think this assignment is just what we needed. We will not disappoint. Well, if that is how you feel, and Nana Opal and Saw, please feel free to disagree, but 
I think I'm going to need to set some ground rules. And then we are going to get the fun started. The ground rules are as such. You do not make yourselves known as members of the Whispering Way. You do not kill at this party as it would draw attention to us. The information you could potentially gather here is far more valuable than the life of one of our enemies. So I need you to keep that in mind. Nana Opal shoots a glare at Saw. And, and the blood just like drains out of his face. And he does like a very, one of those like kind of imperceptible when two people are staring at each other, like head shakes. If, if, I mean, if somebody was looking in, they probably wouldn't be able to tell that he was shaking his head, but he's like communicating. Yeah. He's agreeing. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm, I'm, no, not me. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You will not kill. You will remain covert and you will gather information on Jasmine Phoenix and who she's been informing to. Gather as much information as you can. Come off as valuable assets to them and you may continue to be able to gather information for me. If you fail in this task again, like the last time, it will be your life. Well, do you know how many people might be at this party? I've got to make some special treats, it sounds. Last estimate. As of last year, Horus seemed to be able to amass a group of around 200 to this gala. Hmm. I'll have to put a good 12 aside for a few special guests. I think that would be a great idea, Nana. How is... Your quest towards our dear, dear savior. I've been working on some good things I think he would appreciate. <laughs> you attempt to know what our Baphon appreciates. I love that about you, Nana. I will at least try. And also, I've made a gift for you. She sets a potion uh, on his desk. It's a potion of just magic thing. She just made it for and his he, new fangs. He got the fangs. <laughs> he trusted about as much as he trusts anyone in the organization, so he spellcrafts it. Definitely gets it and uh, is basically like, well, <laughs> thank you, Nana. I, um, I do tend to have magical abilities of my own, but this could come in handy when my resources run dry. And I think with that, Aaron is just going to tell you, like, that the party is in Horace's flat in Lepistat. You could find that information on the invitations. Horace has a flat and is inviting 200 people. It's a... <laughs> it's by Horace's flat, I, I may say. It's it's like a rented ballroom type of thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking. We're about to be squished like sardines. <laughs> there are 200 people in a, yeah, in a 20 foot by 20 foot room. And uh, Edward Turner channels negative energy. <laughs> channels negative energy. Um, yes, it's it's in a ballroom of sorts in Leopardstadt. 
So you guys are heading out? Yeah, it's time to go. So you leave and you know Lepidstadt is roughly a two and a half to three day journey. You also know that this party is happening on Ascension Day, which is the 11th of Cathona. It's roughly the 5th of Cathona, so you have a little bit of time, so you can take your time, gather your stuff from your respective houses, and I imagine you make it into Lepidstadt around the day of the party, which would occur in the evening. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we're arriving, Saw pulls something out of his his uh, his backpack, and he's like, Hey, hey Nana, I, I, I bought this for you before we left. And he hands her a uh, Wanda Magic Missile with 50 charges. Aw, what a good stick you fetched me, my dear kitty. He purrs a little bit. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's terrible. You is oh, right. Gosh. So you guys make it to this, basically, it's a rented out ballroom type scenario where Horace, this man named Horace, has rented out the ballroom and is throwing this party. Um, Do you guys know what Ascension Day is? Does anyone have knowledge religion? I mean, like, my character doesn't have it, but I know what it is because we talked about it. My character does. Absolutely, as a cleric. 15. Also a 15. Yeah, you guys would know that Ascension Day occurs on the 11th day of Cathona. You guys, as players, can think of Cathona as December. But it is basically the day that Caden Callian ascended into godhood when he succeeded the star so, star so, uh, the trial of the star stone and became a god so it's further with a 15 you would know that it it's celebrated with you know drinks pastries the kind of thing that like as players you would think would be at a christmas party is kind of at an ascension day party so you guys approach the is this an ugly uh, ugly sweater ascension day party? You're all <laughs> ugly enough. You don't need a new sweater. <laughs> oh, ah. Yeah, my charisma's an eight. <laughs> it's all of our faces Mine's are knitted into us. I would imagine. I would imagine this is more of like one of those black tie galas that that is like we're all gonna get super dressed up so we can get super fucked up and ruin our nice suits kind of thing. Very you, well. You guys reach the front entrance. In, in whatever garb you decide. So you could be in your black tie best. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Turner is dressed to the nines uh, and looks very good doing it. Uh, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. So you walk to the front doors. The doors are propped open, and you do hear this bustle coming from the inside. But there's a bouncer there, and he's waiting for invitations. You each have an invitation, so I assume you give them to him. Oh, yeah. Is there any name on these invitations, or do we just... These invitations are unnamed. They are just, like... It's one of those, like, he invites enough people where he doesn't name each invitation. Yeah. Here's our invitations, and, um... 
Where is the food plate? I've got some extra goodies that I have cooked up. And um, the guard will say, Well, um, I think you're going to have to go further inside. There's a table set up. I I see you have cookies. You're going to want to put them with the cookies in there. Okay, thank you. Come on, guys. Thank you, sir. Today is going to be a good day. Ascension day is I love your optimism. Important to us, and we can't wait to celebrate. Everyone is looking so beautiful tonight. So you guys enter this ballroom, and you see large groups of people. You know that your task is to find out information about a Jasmine Phoenix. What are you guys doing besides laughing heartily? (laughs) This is the Dubak Gala um, Sirenscape, so we're laughing here. Thanks, Sirenscape. We love you. (coughs) Sponsor us. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) That'll never happen. Anyway, what are you guys doing? Vivian would like to make a round and just kind of listen in on conversations, see if she hears hears or sees anybody that she think uh, could be... Could be useful? Mm-hmm. So why don't you make me a perception check as you make that kind of lap around the ballroom floor? 19. A 19 is enough where you do see a... He kind of seems like he's older... You can tell he's older. He's got kind of wrinkled skin. He looks like he spent a life in the sun. And if you make me a culture check, do you have or a uh, knowledge local check? Uh, yes, I'm, I I'm thinking other systems. Sorry, sorry. I was here. like, I don't think that's a thing. Twenty. Yeah, you can easily tell this man is. Uh, from from his accent as you're overhearing him and from kind of his demeanor, his dress, etc., you can tell he's at least got Osiriani influences in in his garb and his his manner of speaking. And he um he is talking. And you hear Ah oh, yes, um my new business venture is opening up. I, I'm so excited to, you know, I'm running this with, um, I, I want to have um, my sons eventually run this, but we've opened uh, the Voskrov and Sons in Lepidstadt, and, and our first four weeks were magnificent. And he goes on to say, have you heard, um, and he's kind of in more hushed tones at this point, but with the 19, you can still kind of pick up on what he's saying. Have you heard about um, the the uh, interference with the way? Things have um, been happening in the background that I, I don't feel very comfortable with. And he's kind of talking to another man, and the other man is is actually, like, more vivacious than him and is, you know, he's kind of gesticulating with his hands. He's got this blonde ponytail and he's kind of got a blonde goatee and he's like, 
Oh, this is... Uh, no, that's, uh, that's a huge concern. I, um... I can't believe we're dealing with uh, things from the whispering way. Can you even think about that? I mean, they, they were only in Gab just four years ago. I can't even imagine them, like, taking over Ustalov. The, uh, the Order is going to have something to say about this. I know that. And don't worry about your business. And you see these two men kind of talking back and forth. What do you do? Vivian has a pretty low charisma, so she's not going to try to work her way into the conversation. Uh, if the rest of the group is still kind of together, she'd go back and kind of relay that information and point out a few prominent people that are talking about the way. And as she's doing this, are, are any of you doing other things? I know she kind of like set off from the entrance to do a lap. So maybe you all, like, before she sets off, say, okay, we're going to meet by the punch table or whatever, and then you all kind of go do your thing. By the cookie table. By the cookie table, okay. <laughs> but that's where Nana Opal would be. Ahead. So Nana Opal's at the cookie table. Yeah. And she was forewarned that this would be Ascension Day, so she can see that the cookies are the cookies are decorated with, like, tankards on the front. Like, it's very Caden Callian-esque. You can see that, like, there are, there, like, breads baked with rum and that kind of thing are very prominent at this cookie table. Um, and she's, I mean, her cookies, she's done the same, too. They are, you know, totally covered in either beer bottles, tankards, kegs, etc. Like, her set that she brought. So oh, she, okay, so she, with that forewarning made these cookies to kind of blend in with the with the Ascension Day aesthetic. Absolutely. Perfect. So here's the thing, though. is She's just going to, at random, put four in the mix of the other tankard ones, like, on that platter, and then yeah. she's going to look around, and she sees so many people and probably thinks, maybe it's best if I keep some of mine to myself. Sure. So the four, she's gonna put four down, and two of them will be uh, cookies that will make them hallucinate. Oh God! Um, <laughs> and then the other two are are just kind of bitter, just as for funsies. Oh, so they just taste like shit. Yeah, and then so she has like two nasty ones, just taste wise, and the other. Then there's two that are going to be uh, some hallucination cookies, just for fun. Awesome. And then she's going to be carrying around her basket full of cookies, and probably, I don't know, maybe she'll ask the group if she should carry around the letters about the Whispering Way, because she can dis- like pretend to discreetly... The letters you got from Aaron. Yeah. yeah, pretend to discreetly give the letters to people by like handing them a cookie and like hiding the letter with it. Sure. So. Um... I'm sorry, Miss Opal, but I do insist that I carry one on my own. I I intend to seek out Horace himself. I think it's only proper that we greet our guest, or our host, in a professional manner. I mean, she has no problems with that. She, okay. Cool. She so just, she gives, cool, cool. She, yeah. I think you guys have kind of like 
a stack of these relatively blood-stained false in Aaron's mind letters um, but he he did say they were signed by him and I think you know they would probably pass the scrutiny of most people that were investigating the whispering way so maybe say you hand like you have six letters you hand two to Mr. Turner sure dude these laughs So, speaking of Mr. Turner, what is he doing then? I'm sorry, group. I I do believe that my best use of, or the best use of my time can come as I seek out Horace himself, our host, I think he may be able to best point out the exact guests that he has in attendance. So I think at this point, Ed would kind of venture off and do mostly the same thing that Dr. Viv was doing and kind of listen in to see, like, you know, if anyone's talking about Horace... Like, because he doesn't know who Horace is. Yeah. Um. So, and th- and that's very true. I think the best way to do that is to go up to the, um, I don't know, event coordinator if there is one. You could probably hit up the bouncer who would have who would be the only person that you would know that is like a part of the event staff. Now you could probably flag down like a waitress or something if if you wanted to do that as well. Um, I think the bouncer would be uh, would be just fine. We haven't made it too far from the entrance. I, I realize that we even yeah, you're all make kind our of way. splitting off, but we're yeah. we're doing time in a weird way, right? <laughs> so, so you would go talk to the bouncer. Yes, excuse me, sir. I I thank you for your courtesy here and fantastic work, but. I do have to ask, our host, has he arrived yet? Oh, yeah, he's he's been here. He's having a great time. I, he's the white-haired fellow. I know sometimes we, you know, he hands out more invitations than he knows what to do with, but um, look for him. He's, he's a little shorter. He's He's got white hair. He's probably drinking a white Russian or something. Very well. Of course. Thank you very much. So you have a relative description of him. Yeah. Um, Do you continue to seek him out? Absolutely. So make a perception check in the room. Twelve. Yeah, the the crowd is just... I mean, you're you're kind of surprised, right? This this guy can get this huge group of people into this uh, ballroom, but... But you can tell, you know, you guys almost got here late. There's, there's like edging on 200 people in this ballroom, and it's it's getting crowded. You can't really make out a man with white hair sipping a white Russian. So you're kind of you're kind of moseying around the room, and I imagine you continue to make perception checks. You do hear, and and with a 12, it's very easy to pick this man out. He's 
probably a head taller than the rest of the crowd. And it seems like where, where you guys are in, you know, dressy garb, he seems to have maintained his, like, shining plate armor. And he's like, Oh, oh, oh uh, this, this is wonderful. Uh, I wish uh, my daughter was old enough to, to come to an event like this. I, I love being here. And he's kind of talking to a group of, um, well, a group of women, but but um, he doesn't seem to be showing any interest or, or favor to any of them. He's kind of just talking to them, and he's like, well, I've, I've been friends with Horace and Lorimore since, well, it's been a long time. You can see, I mean, look at the gray in my beard. I'm, I'm not a young man. So having seen that... I think that this is a great opportunity to use Mr. Turner's enhanced diplomacy. Oh. oh, hey! Yeah. So I am going to cast it on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I'll have the plus two bonus to competency or uh, diplomacy or intimidate i'm going to use it as intimidate uh interesting no 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 (laughs) i'm going to use it as diplomacy uh in this case and are you going to sidle up to the group yes okay so so what does uh mr turner say so with the role it is a Fourteen, And what does he say? You know, that is the one of the best things I've heard in a, quite a while. A great friendship that lasts through the years. Tell me, where do you know Horace and the Professor from? Oh, well... I've adventured with uh, Professor Lorimore for a long time. What, what is your name, friend? I, what? I haven't seen you at, at one of Horace's shindigs before. Are you a new friend to him? I am so lucky to be invited this year. I am currently residing in Moraine Lee. And I do believe that my good efforts in the town and have made me a bit of an influence, and I hope that is exactly why Horace has brought us here. Brought, excuse me, here, me here. Oh, well, um, I've heard a thing or two about Moraine Lee. A lot of women there, am I right? Must be interesting to live there. My name is Mikhail. What is yours? I am Mr. Turner. Ah, Mr. Turner. A pleasure to meet you. And likewise, Mikhail. Now, how have you been this party? Because I've had probably a bit too much of Horace's patented punch. Uh, but I've been having a ball of a time. 
Why, that's fantastic to hear. Nothing better than everyone having a great time and enjoying beautiful presence of friends and colleagues alike. You know, I do apologize. I must greet our host, or thank our ghosts. Thank our ghosts. What the Can't. fuck? Thank our host. And I do believe, I, uh, since I have just arrived, the punch is exactly what I would like to have right about now and his recipe I is it Horace that is the only one that knows the recipe oh, oh yes um, Horace would never share that information he's uh he does this every year who he's, knows uh, he's one of those secretive men he's he has his specialties punch being one of them he's he's a Lives by the sea, is, is very adept at making a fine chowder. Um, a good man. But his punch is not, the recipe is not known to me. I, I don't know if even his family knows. Well, who knows? I would just adore just the secret ingredient that he uses. And I think Mikhail would at this point point you in the direction of the punch because I don't think he's getting the impression that you've had any. And he's like, well, most certainly try it before you ask Horus for his piece de resistance. Um, maybe he'll give it to you, but I doubt it. Uh, he's, he's probably floating around here. You know Horus, right? You know, I think it was mentioned a bit earlier, but this is indeed my my first time here, and I am I am so oh, so, so you're lucky. one of the chosen, the one one of the people that Horace hopes to become friends with. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. Um, I believe I saw him near the front of the ballroom near the stage. Uh, that's the last time I saw him, though, and I've been entertaining these ladies for, uh, you know, 20 minutes or so, so who's to say if he's moved on? You know, I I was able to pick up that his silver white mane is striking to oh, the young Oh, yes, you, you'll find him. And I think with that, we cut to Dr. Viv. What is Dr. Viv doing? So she would have uh, kind of rendezvoused back with Nana Opal and nudged her a little bit, whispered in her ear. There's a few men over there talking about the whispering way. I think they could use some cookies and letters. Okay, I'll head right over there. So the girls head over to a group of people. Now what is Saw doing? Good question. This. Good question, Griffin. Haley, what does Nano Open want Saw to do? Saw, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like you to help Ed. I think he hasn't found the host yet, and he might need a little help. Oh, no. 
<laughs> and I think Saw and Ed Turner is a terrible combination at a party. I think Saw heads <laughs> towards Ed Turner. Make me a perception check. Sure thing. All right, 17 on the die. That's pretty good. All right. By the way, Saw's perception blows Matumbe out of the water. Well, he is four levels higher than Matumbe as well. Yeah, so it, keep that in mind. That helps. Uh, 24 total. 24 total. I think Saw actually hears another conversation that is he knows he knows what the group is looking for. Yeah. And he hears this conversation happening between a very tall, very strong-looking woman um, and this even taller, even broader half-orc man. And, and they're very noticeable. Sure. I mean, you can. this man is probably six foot six, a very large man, a very big presence in the room. And I think with a 24, Saw can tell that he's almost trying to keep his voice down and it's hard for him as like someone that it just naturally probably has a very deep and bellowing voice. So Saw's, Saw, Saw's looking. He looks at Ed Turner. He looks at Nana Opal. He looks at the half orc. He looks at Ed Turner. He looks at Nana Opal. He looks at the half orc. And he goes for the half orc. So Saw heads over to the half orc and the tall looking woman. Yep. And he hears them having a conversation, and she's saying, Well, Jasmine is an asset to our group. I, I think that she brings um, a militant element to, to what we're trying to do. I do believe that what she's doing is a is a help to us, not a harm. And you hear the half orc say, "I I don't want us to to get figured out." By the way, I'm we're fine. We're fine in the Shutterwood. I don't I don't want unseemly elements seeking us out. Why Why do we even have to be associated with this? And upon hearing that, he, he comes up on the group. Hello, everybody. My name's Saw, and I'm here to make friends at this party. Today's gonna be a good day. And you see both of them sniff the air. And they look at you, and you see both of their pupils narrow into slits. Well, you're certainly one of us. How'd you end up here? See, it's a funny story. I'm doing my own thing, living with my wonderful, loving grandmother, and we get an invitation to Horace Croon's party, and we've never 
been invited before, but my grandmother is involved in things that I don't know about, and she says to come along and hold the cookie tray and be a nice boy and wear long sleeves so no one can see my tattoos and wear concealer on my neck so no one can see my tattoos and wear gloves so no one can see my tattoos. And I think uh, the woman is going to start to laugh. She's... <laughs> that- why why would you go along with this? You're you're one of us. I can tell. I, I can see it. I'm sorry. I I I don't know what you mean by one of us. You can change. Well What do you change to, boy? I don't know about you, but I'm admitting now that I have a problem. And sometimes things happen to me that, you know don't happen to other people I please describe this and I will tell you that it's not a problem well I've been living with my grandmother for a while now and I just don't know if I can outrun my demons what are your demons well have you ever gotten so so mad just so mad that parts of your body don't act the way they should and you turn into something that you don't want to be well you'll have to go into more detail about what you don't want to be but we do turn what is your name my name is Saw. Saw Moonisle. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Kvalkasane. And this is my associate. And the half-orc turns to you. And you can see that, like, unlike most half-orcs, this half-orc has, like, the bushiest beard you've ever seen. And he towers over Saw even. I mean, he's he's literally looking at the top of Saw's head. And he says, My name... <laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Got me. My name is Rickmet. Rickmet. I change. What do you do? If you don't like the change, you can probably fix it. Fix it? I think my grandmother would be very happy if I fixed my problem, but I think maybe I should just fix my behavior first and then fix my problem later. We're talking about the same problem. What was it, Saw? That's correct. <laughs> so it's not a real name. Well. Well. In any case. Yes, sir. You need to control it, Saw. You don't need to stop it. What do you turn into? Well, Rickmit, I've seen many of your kind between where I'm from and where I am right now. So I don't know where your people are from, but I'm from the very, very south. And in the south, 
They have these big, big old cats. They're called tigers. And I can turn into one of them. And I think he smiles at you and grabs you on the shoulder. And you feel the strength of this grip is almost more than you can handle. And I think for the first time in like three months, Saw's eyes light up with like this animal... In, I don't. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, con- connection. Yeah, and you see, Rickmit's eyes blaze yellow in slits. His pupils slits, and he looks at you, and he holds your shoulder, and you feel claws begin to form, and he kind of digs into your shoulder a little bit, and he says, "If you what I think you are." This isn't going to hurt much. But no, this isn't a curse, Saw. If you're talking what I think you're talking, you probably turn into a fucking tiger, don't you? I was born just a little bit different. So were we. Kvalk and I, we roam in the Shutterwood. Shutterwood's a good place for wolves. I don't know a good place for tigers, but I will tell you this. Don't try and hide what you are. All it'll do is kill you. I've known a couple men that did the same. Welcome to Horace's party. He's welcoming of people like us. He doesn't give a shit, does he? No. I'll tell you what, Rickman. It's been real fucking good to meet you. It's been good to meet you, Saw. Just remember, don't hold back. Because if you do, I guarantee you, you'll die. (laughs) Alright, I see where you're coming from here. And I think as Saw's talking to these two, they form kind of like a pack-like bond with Saw. And when Saw asks to, you know... Where is Horace? What is Horace doing? They point towards the stage and he sees the white haired man. He sees between the white haired man and him, Mr. Turner. And I think then we'll move back to Nana Opal. So, what is Nana Opal doing now that she's put the cookies where they belong, figured, you know, figured some stuff out? What's she doing? Yeah, in my mouth. I mean, what? Well- Okay. What? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. What exactly, I guess, were they talking about when she walked up? Like, So, Nana Opal knows basically what Viv's told her, that um, these two guys were basically talking about the Whispering Way. They mentioned the Whispering Way. One was talking about his business. Uh, the other was kind of just reiterating things about the Whispering Way. So, do Nana and Viv head towards these people? Yeah, and Nana will approach them and say, Hello, um, I know this isn't very polite, but my friend here heard overheard you, and uh, she shouldn't be doing that, I know, but she heard you talking about the Whispering Way, and she came to me because she, she knows that I know a little something about them. Roll a diplomacy check so that they don't think they're not suspicious of you for doing that. As a stranger, 
can I roll? I, I guess, you could roll bluff or that's, diplomacy. That's what, kind of what I was thinking. Like, um, mostly because in my mind, the way I'm trying to phrase it is I'm rolling a bluff. Okay, but I, but in my mind, I'm rolling a like bluff check because I'm phrasing it more. I'm trying to phrase it. You try to phrase like, it in a way that doesn't make them suspicious, right? Yeah. So the way you just said it sounded suspicious, so that's why I need you to roll the bluff check. Okay. Vivian's gonna attempt to aid. No help. No, that was a natural one. Okay, I got twenty. Oh, I would love to hear what Vivian says. <laughs> Somehow. Nana beats it. Oh, thank goodness, because Griffin's face made it seem like it was pretty steep. Yeah. You had to beat a 19. Nana Opal's pretty good at bluff. <laughs> so she comes up to them kind of talking about, I guess, what they know about the Whispering Way, right? Because that's what they were talking about. And she just says, "I we happen to here that you were talking about the Whispering Way. What's Nana Opal saying? I've already said something though. Like you said, so, like what? What's? I just said my my friend like has been heard, heard you talking about the whispering way, right? Like oh uh, yes, um, we have. I I think they're bad for business. I'm sitting here with a relatively new business, and the whispering way is just a bad element in this country. And you hear Auburn, Auburn basically chimes up and is like, The worst! They're the worst kind of people! I don't know how um, Ustalov is to survive with them thriving in our midst. Yes, it has me a bit worried as well. Uh, on, I live just south of this town, and on my way here, I found these three letters... And also, dearie, please have a cookie with this as well. feel like it'll calm everyone down. And Arn is going to make a sense motive. Okay. One on the die, so... He will take... He will take both. Nice! Uh, he will take both. Um, but he takes the letters first, and he reads through them. This is very interesting. How... How did you come upon these letters? While I was traveling, I happened to find an overturned cab or wagon, and I stopped to see if I could maybe help. But, uh... Oh, a lady such as you helping adventurers? Uh, you, no offense, madam. You seem well on in years, though, and I don't, I don't think that you'll be lifting a wagon anytime soon. Oh, I definitely wasn't planning on it. I just, I have a couple potions here and there that might help a friend or two. So. That's good to hear. So, he's reading through letters, and he reads one that states that uh, the Whispering Way has targeted a man named Antrellis and is seeking his death. And he reads that, and he he thinks about it, and he's like, "Well, well, these letters. I, how long have you had these? Only just very recent. Although I don't know how long the wagon was there and overturned. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you to uh, a friend of ours, if you don't mind. Do you? Well, I don't think so. You're an enemy of the way, right? Of course. Okay. Make me a bluff check. No. Oh, God. <laughs> it's off the table. It's a bouncing die. It rolled an 18. Fuck. All right, you beat me. 18 plus 9. Nice. Although 15 plus 8 is not bad either. No. But but 18, 18 plus, plus 9. nine. <laughs> he believes you. And Zavoskrov is like, well, um, we, should, we should take them to uh, Jasmine, right? And <laughs> Auburn's like, well, well, of course. Jasmine's like the foremost expert on this kind of thing. And so they begin to escort you to kind of like a side room. In Like the ballroom is a big room, but there are, you know, rooms for the restroom, room for et cetera. There's a room for like the offices of this building, and they escort you towards there. What are Ed and Saw doing? So I imagine we happen upon happen upon Horace relatively quickly after we figure out. Exactly yeah, you figure out exactly like. who He's he is of because the, of Saw. Yeah, great. So we are directed toward Horace. Yeah, and, and you find him. He's like right. In front of the, basically, there's like a stage in this in this gala in this ballroom, and you can find him pretty easily once Saw comes up to you and tells you where to look. He's this, maybe it's not quite white. It's like graying, going on white hair. He's a shorter man. You can see him right away, though. He he kind of like has. This entourage of people around him, but they've—they're giving him enough space where you can kind of see him in the middle of them. Ah, I do believe we have finally found our generous, generous host. Yes, Mister, the, the elderly gentleman over there. Today's gonna be a good day. And so, as you walk up, you see this man. And again, silver to white fox. He's dressed in a velour suit, maroon. He's got a black tie on, and you can see on the breast of his suit is the symbol of a tankard. Uh, you know, Mr. Turner, without even checking, that, that this is... Basically, the symbol of Caden Callion, the Ascension. It would make sense with this festival that that this man would be, you know, decked out in garb dedicated to the god of the festival. Ah, I do believe our host is due some thanks, Mr. Croon, I presume? And you know that, you know, that's that's the name on the invitation is Horace. Oh, uh, I, I thought he was addressing, like, Horace. Oh, as, oh yeah. so he walks right yeah. up. Yep. Yes. Yep. So he walks right up, says that, and um, the man turns to him and he says, 
Oh, hello. Who are you? And then, oh, what a, what a striking fellow. I, I don't even know that I know you. What's your name? Mr. Turner stands up straight, makes himself uh, as prim and proper as possible, puts his hand uh, like across his across his jacket and like straightens himself up and casts uh, enhanced diplomacy on himself. Sure. And then says, I I can't believe that this has finally happened. This, I am Mr. Turner and Mr. Moon Isle is my colleague. Uh, well, I, uh, it's good to meet you, of course. I'm curious how you got invited to my party. I, I tend to invite the cream of the crop. What, what makes you that? The cream of the chowder, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> I, you guys might be the potatoes in the clam chowder. I, I'm not convinced you're the kind of people I've been accustomed to inviting. <laughs> now, Mr. Crone, we may be new to your party, but sometimes you need to inject a little bit of vegetable flair into your clam chowder. My name's Saw Moon Isle. Today's gonna be a great day. And he is that's indeed a- convinced it's gonna be a good day. Yep, that's a 14 diplomacy. Uh, well, it's, it's certainly a good day meeting uh, people that I've never known before. Well, I, uh, I was, I wasn't convinced by your, your buddy over there, but I do find talented young folk are the lifeblood of this sort of organization. Is, uh, his dogmas let him f- a little bit astray, but he's, he is fun to be around after a couple drinks, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's had enough, has he? No, I, I don't tell, think I he tell. has, has he? Uh, give, him, give him a sip of this white Russian. Drink the white Russian, Ed Turner. Mr. Turner is slightly skeptical, but he knows the predicament that he's in, uh, and he knows the orders that he does have. So he will take a generous... Uh, sip a of it. Generous sip of it. Make a fortitude save. Oof. Do you need to replace your dice? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Like probably. Yeah. What'd in you it, get? Uh, ten total. Yeah, so Mr. Turner starts to feel a little more than buzzed. He realizes this is like a pretty fucking strong drink. Uh, but but he's okay. He's just he's going to take a roll of d4. A plus three to charisma checks for the next hour. After that, he's going to be fatigued for roll me a d8. Five. Five hours. Why, Mr. Rune, <laughs> I very much appreciate your invitation here, but 
Your delicious punches had me. Oh, you mean my white Russian? That's when I I have the ladies in back make just for me. I I do. You are very lucky indeed. But I, I there is one thing that I I must tell you about in in the moment and yes is is there somewhere more private that we can go to? Well, of course, my boy. Uh, what do you need me for? I, I don't. I don't mean to be. Rude you see, I'm hosting, so it's a bit tricky for me to go away for a time. But but if it's something urgent, I could I could maybe avail myself of five minutes. Say, it, I'm taking a it, old man pee. It won't be but a minute of your time. And I very much appreciate your... Okay, both of you make me a diplomacy check. Or one can aid the other. Uh, How about some enhanced diplomacy? You still have enhanced diplomacy, I think. Well, uh, until discharged, but I can cast it again. Oh, yeah. Unlimited, so... That's fine. Yeah. All right, I'll boost Turner. I do not boost Turner. Thank goodness. Well, I mean, not really thank goodness, I guess. But uh, diplomacy total... 24 plus 2, 26. Yeah, you're good. Awesome. So it's... And And he he kind of points you in the direction of the bathroom. As they're they're walking... And we all cram into one stall. (laughs) Ew. You, indeed. Uh, As they're walking... Mr. Kroon... I I don't think I properly introduce myself it I'm Mr. Turner and this your invitation came to my my home the town that I live in and I I think you know Dr. Vivian as well um no I I don't no, a Dr. Vivian. Um, that's odd. Usually I have my invitees straightened out, but I, I suppose with, you know, with over a couple hundred people invited, I'd, I'd forget a couple. Where are you from? I, I apologize for not saying this quite earlier, but, but we're from Moraine Lee. And you're, you're very generous for, for inviting us. We've, yes, we've you're going to have to make a good old diplomacy check because you remember that he didn't invite you. The invites were gotten from your good boy. Yeah, uh, total diplomacy, 18 plus 2, 20, uh, yeah, 20. Oh, I, I don't remember sending invites to Moraine Lee. It's odd. Strange. I, um... Are you sure that, uh, that's your home address? Because I don't want party crashers. Listen, listen, Mr. Croon. We're not party crashers. But we have some information that needs to make its way to you. 
There are concerned parties who think that we can deliver this information and maybe you can make use of it. I think you'll find it's in our mutual interest. And what do you hand him? Whatever letters that Ed Turner has. Do you still have any left? I've got my. I've got the letters. He has the still, two. The two that um, we Nana are suspicious. So, so I take him. Suspicious. So I take him from Ed Turner and hand him to Horace. Mm. And he opens them and he reads. Oh, ooh, mm. interesting. Uh, letters from the Whispering Way. Hmm. Uh, why would you have these? You understand that someone like me wouldn't normally get invited to your party. Someone gave me an invitation. And that All sa- diplomacy. And that same someone gave me these letters to give to you because you need them. Oh, fucking can I roll a, a, an You can roll Don't your bother. own. Don't bother. It's a five total. <laughs> oh, no. You can roll your own. You know. <sighs> Say something smart, man. In Marianne, we. We have enemies as well. And our town is close. In community so if we can be so bold as to say that our invitee said that he'd better be conspicuous well I I did hear about this beforehand and now that the two of you bring it up, I, I, in my old mind, I, <laughs> I, I don't remember everything, do I? I'm but an old, old man. But I do remember that we were expecting a few whispering way informants. Would that, that is you then? Correct? And I apologize for not taking the punch as well as I should be. Oh, don't don't bother yourself, dear boy. It's a party after all. And Saw just looks at him and smiles and nods because he doesn't know what to say. And he he says, Come, come with me. Um, I do have an associate that I believe will find your information valuable. Lead the way. Very well. And you guys are led into this office and you see Dr. Malice and Nana Opal already in the office. Like they've just been escorted there as well or directed there rather. And the four of you are left by Horace who continues to do his hostly duties You see a small woman, a gnome, and she smiles at you and she taps her fingers on the desk 
And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you in five minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it.